Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. having a good Tuesday. If you root for the TCU Horned Frogs, you might not be having a good Tuesday. Whoa. I'd say that's the way things go sometimes, but we've never seen it go exactly like that. It's Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined by Isaiah Collier. He's got a little extra smile on his face today. What's up, Zay? <laughs> Let's do Oh, the dogs. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That explains why they didn't bring Ugga. <laughs> they didn't need Ugga. They didn't need that extra dog power. Let's just start with apologies at the beginning of the show. I will apologize. I picked Georgia to win. I believe I said 34-24. George, I'm sorry, because you clearly scored 34, and then you scored 24, and then you just kept on going. Uh, Zay, would you like to issue an apology? I believe your prediction was 53-15. How dare you think that Georgia could only score 53? Yeah. Yeah, I apologize to Georgia Bulldogs for that. Man, Kirby Smart. That was a petty performance they put on last night. <laughs> like, I've been talking about, like, you. they've been playing that clip of Sonny Dyke saying, yeah, while everybody at the SEC in Week 10 were playing against Northern Tech, Alabama State, we were playing against Texas. And Kirby was playing that thing all week long and saying, we're going to be the hunter. That's what he said at the presser yesterday. We're going to be the hunter. And damn show they were the hunter last night. Wow. It was, it, was, it was so impressive. Money came in throughout the day on Georgia. By the time it kicked, I think it might have been at 13 and a half for Georgia. Mm. They asked Kirby Smart, what do you want to see from your team tonight? And he stared right into the soul of Holly Rowe and said, aggression. <laughs> and she just looked at him like, what, that's it? And he said, that's what we want to do. Oh, he still looked angry after the game, low-key. Uh-huh. Like, man, I wish I could have put 70 on them boys. And he did say what, what you just referenced. He kept saying it. We go- got one more chance to hunt. He said that at halftime, 38-7. He said, we got one more chance to hunt. Hunting season's almost over. Only one more chance to hunt. And they hunted TCU down. 65-7 to was the final score. Georgia, back-to-back championship. It is historic stuff anyway, because back-to-back is so hard to do, whether we're talking back, uh, back-to-back Super Bowls, back-to-back heck, state titles at the high school level, or in this case, back-to-back college championships. Hard enough, Tommy Frazier, the Bama team that did it before last night. But last night was the first team in the slightly expanded play playoff to get 
it done, Zay, when you have to play the extra uh, semi and the final. No one had gone back-to-back. Georgia goes back-to-back, undefeated, and absolutely made it a, a complete blast, just a complete blowout. Yeah, when you lose 15 players to the drive the year prior, which you win a national championship, and then you bring a team back where, you know, Kirby Smart, his recruiting cycle, it stays the same every single year. They're one and two, Alabama. That's just what it is. So they keep piling those five-star guys, four-star guys, and keep bringing them in. They develop them, and this is what you see. So like I said, 15 players they put into the draft last year. They come back this year. And they win it again. This is absolutely impressive. And they're going to put probably seven guys in the top 100 right now in this year's draft, you know, led by Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, big ADA, which he he declared like last night while he was smoking a cigar, basically. He basically said, thank y'all, Georgia. Put it out there. Say, I am gone. These three years have been fun. Winning two championships, but see you later. And I mentioned all those players being drafted the year prior because look at LSU and all the guys that they had drafted with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, those guys. Ed Orgeron, that team was trashed the next year. Trash. Now, Ed Orgeron's a different cat than Kirby Smart, but still. That's a fair statement. <laughs> That's a very yeah, a little bit different cat than Kirby Smart, yeah. but yeah, they they were impressive last night, and it's they just made TCU look like a Division two team. Like it's it's brutal because which I I wanted this to happen, yes, but it's brutal, and thank goodness for the 12-team playoff that we're about to have in a couple of years, because with this blowout loss, this doesn't give the little man any help. And what I mean by that, the non-SEC teams, the non-Blue Bloods, the non-respect guys, like, you remember, you were at a point to where you didn't think TCU would get in at all, even before well, the Kansas I, yeah, State game. You I had no thought idea. They, thought they might get screwed. Yeah, you had no yeah. idea. And now, going back next year, everybody's going to look at this game and say, hey, we had TCU in. That probably wasn't the best decision. Now, I think the committee got it right. I, I, you know, that's just what it is. I think TCU deserved to be here. But now people are going to have a fair argument saying that 10-2 and two Alabama team, you know, some of those, uh, maybe USC, even though they lost to Tulane, well, how locked in were they? But still, now that's being, you know, thrown out there just for how bad TCU looked last night. Yeah, obviously we want your thoughts on it today. Specs text line 337-3776. If you are a Longhorn fan like Zay and so many of you listening out there right now, what did you think of last night? If you wanted TCU to lose, that's one thing. What does last night tell you about college football and where your team fits into it? If you're an Aggie fan or whoever you root for, let us know what you thought of last night from that perspective. Uh, A quick text to reference here. Somebody uh, texted in, what in the Correa is going on? I am loving me some Pena even more. Real quick out of baseball, Correa's not going to be a Met either. What? The story today is that Carlos Correa has reached an agreement, six years, $200 million, to stay with Minnesota. That's pending a physical. So I'm just going to let that ever, let, let that sit out there because now pending a physical has messed up two agreements that – Carlos Pena has, or excuse me, Carlos Pena. Carlos Correa, I mixed the names up. Carlos Correa has had the Giants thing broke down because of the the physical, and then so did the Mets. So, rep- so what's wrong with him? Reportedly, it is some kind of a right leg issue. Right leg. I don't. I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I don't. I, knee or I don't know if it's knee, the hamstring. So there's something structural. I believe in his right leg. 
that is bothering the medical folks. I believe that's the story. Okay. So, yeah. So does Minnesota just have doctors that, who don't care as much? Is that I, why we're going to Minnesota and checking with their physical team? And that's, but now it's two different teams that had an issue. And, yeah. yeah, so it's concerns about his surgically repaired right leg is the way it's being described here. Lower right leg mm. where, that he broke in 14 during a minor league game. Has not spent time on the injured list for a right leg ailment in his eight-year career, but the Giants and Mets medical personnel were concerned about how the leg would age. Yeah, that's true. What's his leg, a bottle of wine? What are are y'all talking about? When you're talking about double digits in years, then it's always in like the 300 millions. That's way too long. Yeah, that's tough. Anyway, so for him, like year seven, he'll be washed. So I don't don't really understand this. He's still going to be playing shortstop? Like, I don't think so. He, we've all known he's uh, injury-prone. Astros knew that. Yeah. So, apparently the Twins are willing to either overlook part of it or just pay less for it. Because, oh, yeah. remember, that initial deal with the Giants was way up there, 300 and something oh, million. Oh, yeah. It was stupid. This is now a two, only a $200 million deal. So, that did happen. Uh, thanks to a texter for uh, reminding us of that. Also, thanks to this text, because it took guts to send it. Our man, Craig Flowers. Weighing in, Craig Flowers from the high ground. You'll hear it Saturday morning for the full reaction to TCU losing like that last night. Colonel Flowers texted us, that hurt. SEC is a major physics problem. Yeah, Colonel, I'm sorry about that loss, Colonel. It was a tough one last night. And, you know, SoFi Stadium, they built it weird because it was raining last night. And I guess just (laughs) make a situation even more sour the way that it's built and the way the rain was coming in, it was just hitting TCU folks. What? Yeah. I didn't know you could get rained on in there. Neither did I. But they said, like, it's huh. not necessarily indoor, indoor. They have, like, a couple of openings, but rain could come through there if the wind's blowing right, and it was last night. And, yeah, TCU folks got rained on, and they saw their team get blown out by 50. Man, somebody texted us. That game scared the crap out of me for Texas. Texas is nowhere near ready for the SEC. Show ain't. That's one fan's reaction. Again, let us know. You're a Longhorn fan or you're an Aggie fan or you're, heck, a TCU fan. What did last night do to you? How how are you reacting to that from last night? That was the first team from the state of Texas to get to a semifinal. That was the first team from the state of Texas to get to a championship game. That was the first Big 12 team to get to a championship game. And they lost 65-7. to (laughs) And I understand. I understand, Longhorn fans, that in a couple years, you can say, well, we're going to be out of that conference. You're right. But that team was seven points better than you this year. That team was better than everybody except K-State for one day this year. And they earned their way, because I agree with you, Zay. This system, for all you SEC fans that are upset that Bama couldn't get in, well, that's y'all's fault. Y'all, y'all put this system together in a way, and you set the standard. Lose two games, you're out. Yeah. They lost two games. I do think what we just saw, and I agree with you on this level too, Last night, put the exclamation point on it. I think what we just watched in college football for the last week or so is an argument for the expanded playoff for multiple reasons. One, those two semifinals playing out the way they did and Bama looking like they looked, that's when I first started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's an argument for the expanded playoff right there. Yeah. 
And we all have to also understand, go to your experience in high school football, NFL as well. Sometimes football is about a big, lopsided truth. It happens. Blowouts happen all the time in football, especially when you lay it out and make it real. Go through the high school football playoffs. Sometimes it's big time. Sometimes it's blowouts. But at least it's real. At least it's an actual system. And I think that's. I think we now have another argument for that. But I do get this texture here, a Longhorn fan saying, whoa. And I get it. I know Longhorn fans, Zay, you may have that concern today as well. As that game went on, you got what you wanted in that TCU was not only not going to win, they weren't anywhere close. But as a Longhorn fan, what were those feelings like at the end of the night last night, knowing that you're going to be in the conference with that team in, what, two years hopefully? Yeah, and the big thing I think that we need to look at is where's Texas Oklahoma and Oklahoma going to be placed? Like, are they going to switch up the East and the West? Because the West is going to be ridiculous while Georgia being in the East. That is one thing they do benefit from. Like, they don't have to play Alabama every year. They don't have to play LSU every year. So Florida not being where they are, they're cool with that. They play. They didn't play Tennessee this year. So, you know, and a lot depends on where you're at in the SEC. But, yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we would have gotten blasted, Not maybe not like that, but we would have gotten blasted. And, you know, just how Kirby's smart. Like, it, he's bringing in five stars every single year. They're number one and number two. They're basically dethroned Alabama. You should have seen Nick Saban's face last night. He did not look happy to be there. He probably was getting a good little check from Disney and ESPN. But, yo, he was probably like, man, these dudes, it's serious. It's serious here. Did you catch that halftime moment with him and David Pollock? Yeah. Wow. Pollock, (sighs) cold-blooded. That look on Saban's face. (laughs) There's some Alabama players and staff members that are going to pay the price for whatever he was feeling right there. Also, Nick Saban, we need to do something with the hair. It's It's time to wrap it up. You're in, like, LeBron James, Kevin Durant territory. Ooh. His hair has been fried. We've had Brandon Lane come on here and roast his hair, too. Like, what, it's been known. What do you need him to do? Just give something, get rid of it. Can't, uh, can't shave his head. Yeah, uh, why not? It's Nick Saban. You can't shave Nick Saban. What do you mean head. it's Nick Saban you can't shave I his head? I don't think Nick Saban will work well with shaved head. they got to thicken it up somehow. He doesn't have to. The light's getting in there too much. He needs to wear a hat. Or a visor. Now that's a discussion to have. Yeah, maybe. I've never seen him with one. I haven't either. You see him with that little sun hat in the practice field. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You see him with the little sun. That's, that's, it's that, not, yeah. That's not game day, though. It's not is game it? day. No. Yeah, that's not game no, day. No, but he can wear a hat. That's funny. But Saban, to... that hair was fried last night. We need to work on that. Somebody texted in SEC, meh. Georgia equals dogs. Can't wait. Dogs. Georgia equals dogs. Can't wait to get into the bigger and better competition with hook em emojis. This says Longhorns may be seven points behind TCU, but they're only one point. Behind Bama with a backup quarterback. Ah, there's a, uh, yeah. there's a perspective. And That's of, true. And, of course. We and could, the Horns got hosed that game because that should have been a safety. See, there you go. Right, there it is. Uh, let us know what you thought about Georgia and TCU. We will definitely be discussing that throughout the show today. Uh, also, we have a little bit of uh, whatever last night was. If you're a Longhorn fan and you didn't want TCU to win, well, last night was good news. Uh, same thing if you're an Aggie fan or a Tech fan or whoever. We discussed that yesterday. I think most fans in the state of Texas 
deep down, they were not rooting for TCU to win the game. Maybe not lose like that, but not win the game. So more good news if you're a Texas Longhorn fan today. Heard this one driving home yesterday. Zay, Longhorns get another transfer. Transfer portal so huge nowadays in college football. And they get an SEC transfer portal situation. Uh, a name I think a lot of people know, Jalen Catalan. The ta- talented safety out of Arkansas is now transferring to Texas. He's going to trade in the Arkansas pig hat for uh, some burnt orange. Yeah, and he has a few years left due to him being injured. And that's one thing that you're nervous about because he's a big-time player. His freshman year, he was first-team All-SEC. And we were just talking about how big-time that conference was. So for him to do that as a freshman coming out of Mansfield, that's big-time. But the con about the situation, he's been injured these last two seasons. He got hurt first game of the season this year, and they've both been injuries where he's had injuries I mean us surgically repaired injuries in both seasons played six seasons or six games last year and barely won this year so that's gonna be a thing to keep your eye on Texas fans when he comes down here I know everybody's been talking about it on all the stations but I mean all the shows today on the station but still it's it's a big time get and this makes that secondary just that much deeper you already got Gavin Holmes the Wake Forest transfer for, you know, Jaron Thompson, he had a solid season. So bringing in Jalen Catalog, especially with Anthony Cook leaving, that's big time. But he just plays so aggressive. He's not the biggest guy. You know who he reminds me of, Chad? Hmm. You remember Bob Sanders played for the Indianapolis Colts? I do, yeah. Defensive player of the year one season. He was about like 5'8", if that. Mm-hmm. But he would throw his body out there like a madman. Physical Stuck as Way hell, yeah. too, like, yeah, physical. Not, I want to say way too physical because he got it done. I say way too physical because he was always hurt. Yes. That's who Jalen Catalan <laughs> kind of reminds That's me of. That's not bad. Yeah, I like and, that. And kind of reminds me of Buda Baker, too. Just not the biggest guy all over the field, not afraid to make tackles. We'll go and make tackles in the backfield. We'll get interceptions. Just he hasn't been able to stay healthy there in Arkansas. If he can here at Texas, then, man. You see Terrence Brooks on the other side. Just talked about Gavin Holmes. You know, Jade Barron was excellent this year. We get Jalen Gilbo back. He was hurt a lot this season. So this secondary has turned into a pretty deep and good one, especially when you're losing guys like Deshaun Jamison and Anthony Cook. Uh, you remember where Bob Sanders played college ball? Iowa. Very good. Yeah, speaking of tough places. Yo. That dude went from tough to tough because that indie defense could hit. They could. Back it's in the day. Dwight those guys. Yeah, they yeah. were good. I'd say he's got a teammate that just became a Hall of Famer at the college level. That's right. Freeney's on that list. We're going to get to that college football Hall of Fame class of 2023 that does include a Longhorn. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, again, Jalen Catalan transfers to Texas. We're getting a lot of good text in already on your thoughts about the championship game last night. Somebody texted on the bright side, like y'all said yesterday, TCU helped our recruiting with that S show. (laughs) Somebody else said, uh, this level of college football needs a more legitimate playoff system. As a Longhorn fan pulling for TCU last night, heck with the score, TCU earned their way to second place, and folks out there trying to make up their own final poll, please stop it. This is our system, so deal with it. Refer to the first point. I get what you're saying, yes, but I'm just saying it felt like – it's always felt like we needed a little bit of a playoff because we didn't have one when I was growing up. Now, I just think we need a little bit more. It just needs to expand just a little more. Just a little more. Y'all have heard me ask for years. All I've been asking for is six spots. Twelve is one thing, fine. They just need six. 
You've got to stop having all these little portals you respect and not allow for their champions to get through. Now they're going to allow for all five of those, plus another one, plus some wild cards, which would get this Alabama team in, which might get, I don't know how it would have all played out. I have to look at the final rankings. Would this like Tennessee team have gotten in or whatever? Washington would have got in. Washington. and Yeah, there's some teams that are playing good ball at the end of the year. In fact, we'll take a look at that coming up of what it would have been on the 12 team. But I think there's a good argument for that. And, and last night is that. You're going to get blowouts now. That was a historic blowout. I'll get to that in the crap bag. But still, um, let us know your thoughts on it. If you're a Longhorn fan and your team is headed towards the SEC, if you're a Sooner fan and your team's headed towards the SEC in a year or two, uh, let us know what you thought of last night. And if you are an A&M fan who's about to have Bobby Petrino calling your offensive plays, what do you think of last night? About, the only good news I can give an Aggie today is I double-checked. Georgia's not on your schedule next year. <laughs> I checked. I double-checked that one for you. What do you mean? Without Stetson Bennett, what are they, Chad? Ooh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other question, Yo, too. Shout out to Stetson Bennett's old ass. He was lighting it up last night. 99.5 QBR. Man. 99.5. Georgia scored on 10 of 12 drives in the game. Early in the second half, they punted, and then they ran the clock out at the end. Those are the only two drives they didn't score on. Think about that. And only one of those scoring drives wasn't a field goal, I believe, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. the way it was, right? It was gonna, Yeah, ultimately it would have been 66. Yeah, because homeboy smoked the PAT. Missed the extra point. So, yeah, it would have been... Um, yeah, it would have been nine touchdowns and a field goal. All them, come was, back, yeah. all them comeback wins TCU had to endure. All them, uh, uh, you know, winning versus Baylor. All them holding calls going their way. Big 12 refs going their way. Caught up with them last night. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Yeah, there was. Uh, I was kind of wondering what the football gods were going to do because I thought both of these teams had hit some landmines through the years, uh, through the year, and avoided it. But in the end, the football gods said, "Hey, football, yeah. football's football, and y'all are just way better." Yeah, and don't give me nothing about no Kendra Miller not playing. If Kendra Miller would have played, it would have been sixty-five, fourteen. Oh, oh man! As soon as I heard he was out, that's when I really oh. knew. Yeah, that's when I knew my prediction was not going to be right. Only the winner was going to be right the 10 point margin was not going to be right all right coming up we will get into the nfl a little bit wild card weekend is on the way also an injury for a former longhorn we haven't talked about yet coming up in the crap bag i will talk about the history that georgia threw out last night and we'll throw out a question to you as a football fan what are your favorite blowouts that your team pulled off and what are your least favorite blowouts that your team had to eat and did you sit there for the whole thing? Did TCU fans really sit in SoFi, especially if they were getting rained on, for all of that last night? Or do you think they were beating traffic? We'll get into all of that. NFL wildcard round is coming as well. We got news and notes from all around the NFL. We got this crazy Carlos Correa story we're trying to keep uh, track of. And we will get to that college football Hall of Fame class that does include Derek Johnson. Congrats to him and a lot of other big names. More coming up on a Tuesday. This is The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. This is a great song. This is just fantastic. I don't know what to do with somebody that tells me I don't like this song. There's got to be something you like about this song. Joe Walsh, Life's Been Good. This is for Georgia fans, right? Yeah, should be. Life's been good to them over the last little while. Georgia gets back-to-back championships. Joe Walsh getting us started. It's Chad and Zay with you. A lot of good texts already rolling in on the Specs text line. People asking about a 12-team playoff and how it's going to work. You still going to have 12 game seasons? Are you going to have conference championship? Is that still going to be necessary? They got to figure that out. Zay brought up the point earlier about the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma. We still don't know what that looks like. So, Longhorn fans, as you think forward on how it's going to play out, like I can tell you the best idea I've heard, the best idea I've heard is that one where Texas would end up playing t- uh, OU Arkansas and A&M every single year as part of their like there'd be three teams everybody plays every year and then you mix in other teams around that so you wouldn't necessarily be playing you know Bama and Georgia every year there would be a year where you might play them both Uh, and I'm looking forward to that Zay because if the SEC can finally have enough guts to play a nine game schedule then we'll start to get away from some of this you know, easy scheduling that they do. Yeah. Hopefully we can do that. Yeah, that's one thing that I agree with Gloomy Dykes is the schedule was weak. I wouldn't have said that, but that schedule, the 10th game, I don't like that at all. And hopefully something happens with that. But, yeah, Alabama, Auburn, you know, they got to play. Alabama needs to play, I think, LSU every year. I'm good with that. I don't know who that third team for them would be. Yeah, I'd have to go look that up from um, the last time that, that the system was thrown out there. I know it was – I think for them it is it is those two and – is it Tennessee? Is it Tennessee? I'm not sure if they kept the Tennessee idea or not. Uh, it, there may be a, another one in there that I'm not thinking of, but they have not officially told us what that's going to look like. So you can let us know what you're thinking, obviously, as you look forward to schedules next year. You won't see Texas and you won't see Oklahoma yet because the Big 12 hasn't figured out what their 14-team version is going to look like. Oh, it's going to be awful. Next year when you add in BYU and Cincinnati. I heard and Jeff Howe saying that he just has a feeling that the Horns will be going up to play BYU you this year because Steve Sarkeesian he was a BYU grad yep. so it just makes sense that sounds awful revisit the Taysom Hill game oh my gosh that's yeah, there's multiple. We, we we basically got Taysom Hill to the league <laughs> yeah but basically when NFL scouts went and watched that film they put on both those Texas tapes and said you know what somebody could do something with this <laughs> Yeah, no, well, it's, I think you're right. I take out the basically. I think you did get him yeah. in the league. It, sometimes that happens. Uh, by the way, this might be my favorite text of the day. This says, LOL, I've been hearing Aggies all day saying they would have beaten TCU. That's what I'm talking about. Whoa. Really? Yes, sir. This Aggie team? How'd y'all do in that bowl game, by the way? Yeah, they didn't have one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? <laughs> I mean. If I don't know anything else about that game, I'm picking TCU to win that game. Ser- yeah. Seriously? Come on, Aggies. Pay attention. You're watching. Your, I, I get. 
I get little flashes of, oh, hey, that's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, we could all be a prisoner of the moment. Let's not get ridiculous. Right. Let's get TCU a little respect there for, for what they are. Um, so continue to, to send us those texts. Specs text line 337-3776. There's just so much football to deal with and unpack. We're getting a lot of great thoughts in. People are already sending us some of their favorite blowouts. Either way, we want your favorite blowouts after 65-7 last night. What are some of your favorites that your team was able to pull off and what are some of your least favorite that you had to eat? Because if you're a TCU fan, whew, you had to eat that last night, and you're going to have to eat that one for the rest of your life. 65-7 in the title game. Yes, you got to the title game, but you lost like that mm. in the title game. That is rough. So send us those texts, 337-3776. Before we get to some NFL discussion, Zay, let's send Kevin Durant some good thoughts. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk a lot about this injury I hate any injury in sports. I especially hate it the more talented you are and the more impactful you are. And this one really sucked. Now, the Zion Williamson one definitely was kind of a no contact. It just grabbed him. Was there any contact on Durant? Yeah, it was. So it was Jimmy a, Butler fell right on his leg. So it was under the back because he was in the yeah. lane. Yeah, it was like an offensive oh, yeah. lineman when somebody falls on their legs and they just fall to the floor. That's what it looked okay, like. Okay, now that you're saying it, I, I do. I remember seeing the replay and I was so focused on Durant, I had forgotten what kind of what led to it. That sucks though. But they only think he's at, that he's going to be out about a month. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's good news. But you're always going to have these little issues with Kevin Durant. He's dealt with knee issues his whole career and you know now he's turning 34 this year so you really gotta be careful with how you put him out there and you don't want to put him out there too soon because like the Warriors did in the finals worse things could happen so yeah it hurts for the Nets who have are nine and one in their last 10 games they've been rolling so we'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving and now Ben Simmons is gonna step up or has to step up. I'm not saying he's going to step up. He's going to have to step up. I don't know if he wants to or if he's in the mindset to do that. But, hey, he has no choice. And we'll see where the Nets go sitting at the two seed right now in the East. Yeah, got that big string going, obviously, that big winning streak with <clears throat> Durant. We'll see how they play without him. So just sending out the uh, positive vibes to Kevin Durant. He needs to be back on the floor as quickly as as possible. Um, also, speaking of basketball, uh, Zay's got another high school basketball to call tonight. We will talk uh, about that in the flex segment at 1.30. You can go to flxatx.com. Snoop and the folks have uh, have uh, put together the full schedule tonight. Boys and girls basketball all over the area. Districts and the way it would play out right now if they were going to the playoffs. They're doing a lot of work over there at Flex. So check that out at flxatx.com. Com. Uh, also, emails continuing, or emails, text continuing to roll in. Somebody texted us, Casey Stuttered today said Texas would have beaten Michigan and should have been in the game last night. LOL. I did not hear Casey say that. I think that's a little far. But yeah. You know, see, that football math will get you in so much trouble. Oh, yeah. Again, Longhorn fans, Aggie fans, before you start talking mess, you are three steps away from what you saw last night. That would be my argument. Three. Not one. Not one game. Not seven points. You are three steps away. You need to start winning nine games a year. Step one. Then you need to start winning double-digit games and making it normal. Step two. And then you could think about getting to that level. Last decade, Texas has one nine-win season. And the Aggies have one that I respect. There's a couple others I threw away because of the stupid SEC scheduling. So, Anybody that roots for the Longhorns or Aggies that watched last night and somehow 
found a way to get spicy about anything, you just need you need to watch last night to me, and you need to know two things. Georgia's a long way from where you are, and you just need to go back to the drawing board and win some football games. Yeah, because you, you're not near that. Yeah, horns. They the horn fans. They need to look at TCU and say, where do we compare with them? Because they're the ones who were picked seventh, sure, in the Big Twelve in the preseason, and ended up finessing their way to the championship. And one thing that TCU can't say, they can't say they won the Big Twelve championship. They didn't do that. Kansas True. State did, and they didn't win a national championship. So really, they ain't going home with any hardware, which True. is brutal. But hey, that's just what it is. So yeah, Horn fans, I'm, I'm with you, Chad. They're about three steps back. You got to look at winning Big Twelve championships first before you even get to where yeah. Kirby Smart and uh, Georgia are because they ain't even looking at SEC championships. They know that in order to get where they need to go, they have to win SEC the SEC championship mm-hmm. most likely. But at the end of the day, it's all about national championships. And now Texas, this probably being their last year, hopefully being their last year in the Big 12, that's what the standard is. Yeah, by the way, let's give TCU the credit. They do get hardware. They get the ring and the trophy okay. from the bowl. Good for them. Which bowl did they win in the semi? It was... Uh... Atlanta was Georgia was in Atlanta. They're in Arizona. Arizona, the Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. They get the Fiesta Bowl trophy. They can make Fiesta Bowl championship rings if they really want Mm. to, and say they made the CFP. But yeah, that's going to be the the limit there. And it's a hell of a season. And eventually, they'll be able to find that perspective. But last night, there's a reason Max Duggan was crying. I respected him even more when I heard that because. He had all night long to get ready for that, and he could have just walked out of there not caring. The fact that he was crying at the end tells me. He thought, I mean, deep down, he's got to think they were good enough to compete, and he knows that they're in his mind they're not 58 points worse than Georgia. He knows Georgia played great, and they played like garbage at the same time. Yeah, yeah. One thing about Max Duggan, he has heart. He has a ton of heart from him coming back from his, well, literally his heart surgery or dealing with that issue to losing his job. But he's been a starting quarterback these last few years, and he's a TCU horn frog through and through, and everybody's going to remember Max Duggan. Some people probably think he deserves a statue right next to Gary Patterson. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, he went to New York, was a qualifier for the Heisman, and took his team to the national championship. He has nothing to be upset about, and he might have a chance to be a decent backup quarterback in the NFL. He might be right. Uh, yeah, obviously just had a bad night last night with the interceptions and uh, and a whole lot more. NFL playoffs are coming up this week. We will continue to preview all those games. If you missed it, Jerry Jones on a radio show says nothing that happens next Monday night would affect his thoughts on Mike McCarthy. Yes, sir. Which I think is a fair answer to that question. You're a five seed going to a four seed. You didn't win your division you are, a, and you're a 12 win football team. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but Sean Payton's starting to get interviews now. That's People are tr- talking true. about Dan Quinn leaving and getting the interview with uh, not Indianapolis Colts, but Denver Broncos too. Yes, Denver's going to interview Payton and Jim Harbaugh, and then yeah, is there I, think an- Dan, I think Dan Quinn. Correct, and that's that's the other Cowboy news. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, they've been getting given uh, permission to talk to Quinn. Yeah. There's a couple other guys, too. D'Amico Ryans is getting interviews, the Niners D.C., but Quinn is going to, at some point, get that interview. Yeah, Chad, we ain't done. We all know that there's ignorant people out there that think Big Mike deserves no credit. They think everything goes to Kellen Moore, and on the other side, I think everything goes to Dan Quinn. So we've heard it through the Specs text line. We've heard it all season long. Hey, how about you fire Big Mike and make Dan Quinn 
the head coach. So that's why he was asked that question, Jerry Jones. And, yeah, I get why he answered it that way. But I I do think Big Mike deserves more credit than, you know, (laughs) than people give him for. But, again, going back to the prisoner of moment thing, what we saw this past weekend, 6-26 to against the Commanders, mm, that's ugly. Yeah, that is ugly. It looked ugly going into Monday night when you play against the GOAT. Yeah, I don't know how you get rid of that stink. Uh, you better hope it goes away fast. Uh, oh, when, that that's diff, That's funk. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's, that's like Pigpen Charlie Brown funk. Sam Howell funk <laughs> is what that was. My God. All right, some uh, folks have already jumped in on the text line. Our man CB says one of his favorite blowouts: 0-5, to three. Texas over Colorado. Yo, I know Joe Clatt wakes up in the every morning Ooh. and he goes ah. Ah, that was tough. <laughs> like hurts his side. He, he probably a little sore still, probably from that hit that he took and in I, that Big Twelve championship. And I will admit, I didn't expect to hear that to read this one, but I knew a Longhorn fan could find a way to get there. Best blowout: Justin Tucker versus A and M blew him right out of the Big Twelve. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Come on, that's not a blowout. What are you talking about? Your favorite? That's petty. I love that it. That is petty. Your favorite blowouts, one way or the other your team did it or it was done to your team after what tcu had to deal with last night up next in the crap bag we'll talk about that new bar that georgia just set plus i'll look ahead to their schedule and some of those other big dogs next year for 2023 you'll find out why georgia's picked to win it again on the horn Another one of those folks that kind of hard to imitate, hard to duplicate. Little Richard? Yes! <laughs> I mean, who else could it be? Lucille! This dude, there's very few artists that would have been an absolute, unique monster, no matter when they showed up. This is one. Yeah. Little Richard, golly. He can rock the party. He's incredible. I can't remember if it was the first class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the second one. He's in one of those first two. He went in very, very early. Uh, such a legend. Little Richard and Joe Walsh getting the show started today. Chad and Zay with you on a Tuesday after Georgia takes TCU for a college football lesson around a new stadium in Los Angeles. 65-7 to was that final score. Speaking of college football, we will get into that Hall of Fame class. 2023 Hall of Fame class does include a Longhorn and a Magic Man. Not the Magic Man. That's Don Mikowski. I don't think he was ever going to be a college football Hall of Famer, but a guy that I think is absolutely pure magic, and he is now a Hall of Famer. We'll get into that full list. A couple surprise names, too. I didn't expect to see on the list, but the College Football Hall of Fame has always been a weird one of who they let in, who they keep out for a while. It's been kind of weird, but we'll get into Derek Johnson and the rest coming up at 1 o'clock. Right now, though, let's get into the crap bag, and we'll dig further into Georgia's history and what's coming in the future. 
Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Tell you a little bit more about them here in a few minutes. Um, So last night, lots of history there. Lots of just big, impressive numbers. First down, 32-9. to That is oppressive. 589, 188 in total yards. Y'all know I love time of possession. 37 minutes of time of possession for those Georgia Bulldogs. But the history is the real number that will always stand out to me about this game. They won 65-7. to That is obviously a 58-point margin. Kids, that is the largest margin in any bowl game ever played. Not the championship game, not semifinals. Any bowl game ever. Think about that. And that was the title game where they did it. Just to compare things in my lifetime, remember when Ohio State won the first CFP? Surprised everybody with Ezekiel Elliott. That was a 22-point win. Clemson won by 28 when they whipped Alabama. LSU won by 17 when they whipped Clemson. Bama won by 28 the COVID year. Let's go way back. Tommy Frazier, the back-to-back, 38 points. They beat Florida that night. Florida beat Florida State. I'd forgotten this one was this much of a blowout. That was a 32-point margin when those two played in the title game and Florida went off. Nebraska 97 was 25 points. Bama in 2012. Remember that Bama win over Notre Dame that just felt so bad? Felt like a it was 28 nothing I think at the half. Yeah, it was brutal. Just killed them. They won by 28. Last night was 58 points. It's crazy. Uh and so it made me think about those blowouts, if I was a TCU fan, I'll just tell you, I would have stayed for the whole game because I was trained that way. I was raised that way by my parents. They are dyed in the wool, we're staying until the end kind of fans. So I've had to, whether it's a blowout, positive or negative, I have had to eat those and I've gotten to enjoy those all the way through. So we've already had a fan texting in, one of my favorite blowouts ever, 77 to nothing. I'll bet you it is. I'll bet you it is. <laughs> And I had to eat that one, not live. Thankfully, I was not there in Norman, I believe, is where that one happened when Oklahoma did that to A&M. Uh, but I sat through 66-28, Oklahoma over A&M, sat through that whole game. Uh, also got to watch the Aggies you know, pull some incredible blowouts. Easiest, My favorite blowout is easily A&M over BYU, 1990 Holiday Bowl. 65-14 was the final. So that was 51 points. And I remember thinking how crazy that was. They beat Ty Detmer, Heisman Trophy winner, and and all that. But last night was 58 points. So the history of that is really going to hang on TCU for a while. Uh, Somebody has sent us multiple textures have said, look, Georgia was beating anybody last night. Maybe not by 58. They were going to beat anybody they played. Yeah. Last night. I do believe that is true. Uh, Now, as you look forward – Kirby Smart last night was still playing the whole, yeah, early in the year, nobody believed in us. So it gave us just enough of a chip on the shoulder. What he meant was they picked Bama to win the SEC. That's what he meant. And then, let's be honest, Zay, they questioned them when it was shaky against Missouri. They questioned them on that Kent State game, I think it was. Yeah, they barely beat Kent State that got, for their standards. Right, that got a little weird. So I, I get think it was it. like 38-20 or something like that. But officially, according to Vegas, it is Georgia 
your favorite to win the title again next year as they'll re-rack at quarterback, obviously, but they'll have tons of talent. Bowers is back. I forgot about that. He's a true sophomore. Yo, man. How is the best receiver probably in America just a true sophomore? We need to make an exception for him. Like the three-year rule, we need to make an exception. You want to change that? Let's change it just for him. There might be like five guys that are capable of changing that. He needs to take off and that leave. dude is awesome. Oh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. He'd be running reverse with him and stuff. He used to be a running back from when he was from California. And Kirby Smart play, uh, plucked him all the way from Cali and brought him to Georgia, and he has two national championships mm-hmm. going for a third one next year. So he will come back, and Georgia will come back. They are predicted to win it, and I did look ahead to their schedule. They'll play, get ready, UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB in non-conference. Yeah, classic. In addition to Georgia Tech, their two West opponents in the uh, SEC, they obviously have to play Auburn. They're at Auburn, and they host Ole Miss next year. Oh, my gosh. So first year of Hugh Freeze with Auburn, Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin coming to Athens. They avoid Alabama. They avoid LSU. They avoid, if A&M's any good next year, they only play Auburn and Ole Miss. Yeah, Arkansas, they avoid them. Arkansas, yes, they won't play them either. Now, Bama's interesting. Middle Tennessee, USF, and Chattanooga don't sound great. But remember, Bama, Texas plays again. Right. Do that in Tuscaloosa. Bama goes at Kentucky, and they play Tennessee, of course. At, uh, that one's at home this year. And the team that's picked third right now for Vegas is Ohio State. They do play Youngstown State and Western Kentucky, but they also go to Notre Dame. Keep that one in mind. Next year for Ohio State, they're at Purdue, they're at Wisconsin, and they play Minnesota at home in the Big Ten West. So if you want to know why Georgia's picked to win it all, that kind of helps explain it. And as we move forward, we'll see if the SEC continues to protect certain teams. I do wonder if Texas and Oklahoma will get any protections moving forward from the SEC or in this new 16-team version, is the SEC actually going to be forced to, you know, kind of re-standardize their schedules, make it a little more random, and make the Georgias and Alabamas play more often. Make the Texas and Georgias play more often instead of hiding teams like they've been doing these last few years. I hope so, because there's going to be a lot of questions to answer, especially with the 12-team playoff. Are there going to be, you know, like suspects Texter said, are there going to be conference championship games? What are games going to mean exactly? So that's going to have a lot to do with how the SEC chooses their schedule when OU and Texas come in. Yeah, I would think the easy answer, based on the plan we've seen put in, put in terms of the overall playoff, the answer to are there conference championship games is yes, because those are six games that get you in, right? Isn't that when they say conference champion, don't they mean the winner of that game? What's the conference that you count? What's the sixth conference? What it's gonna that? be it's gonna be the best G five. So like the Tulane. Yep. This year it would have been Tulane. Okay. The highest ranked G five is gonna be that sixth team, conference champion, and then they're gonna do six wild cards, which this year would have started with Bama and USC. Okay, I'm good with that. And then you keep going after that. Uh, we'll take a look at that uh, that 12 layout and what it would have been this year as we go along. But just again, wanted to put a highlight on what uh, Georgia pulled off last night. 58 points, the largest margin of victory in the history of a bowl game. 
not just a title game. That is crazy. So whatever bowl game you can think of, uh, it has never been 58 points before last night. So let us know your favorite blowouts. Texas fans have already thrown out that 70-3. to And maybe your least favorite blowouts that you had to watch your team deal with. Obviously, Longhorn fans might go to a couple games in Dallas. Uh, this year there's a few games. I mean, why does it always happen to them in Dallas? And it's also in that building, isn't it? Yeah. Is that how I should challenge Texas fans? What's the what's your least favorite blowout Texas had to eat outside the Cotton Bowl? Is that what we've got to do? Because I can think of three of them right now, and they're all in that building. Yeah, I can think of a couple. 63-14, 65-13, and then, heck, then there's another one they ate to Oklahoma, but we'll leave that one to the side. And the Miami game. Those three. Miami beat them 46-3. Ooh. And it felt like 246-3. to Everybody who did watch that game knows. Yeah, I'm glad I was just a baby. You are glad. Yeah, I'd be glad you didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, that was whew, that was that that one. It just it's almost like last night. Like even if you were rooting against TCU, you thought, oh my god, I didn't know it was going to be like that. Uh, so let us know your thoughts off of last night. Lots of great texts rolling in. Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. We'll continue to talk about Georgia's victory and what it means for Longhorn fans, Aggie fans, college football at large. Is it just as easy as Georgia three Pete? Now, that's definitely been a while. When's, has anybody ever won three in a row in college football? Got to start looking that one up. Plus, College Football Hall of Fame class 2023 is out, and there's a Longhorn on the list. We'll tell you who he is, plus some of the other big names coming up on the Horn.